Every spring, I teach creative writing to middle schoolers. And at the end of the year, they give a reading in front of the entire school. It's a voluntary program. So I get the kids who are really into writing without someone like me having to dress it up as something else. One year, I had my best group ever. And some people are just born with it. Little Mozarts or Beethovens, the first time they see the black and white keys, they just know how to strike a chord. This usually doesn't happen with writers. Writers need to live first. But this group, 12 years old and somehow... They had it. There's Mariana, so focused on putting pen to paper that she never hears the bell ring. Javier, who loved Whitman and Neruda before a teacher made them class assignments. Orinella, who had a novel spanning five spiral-bound notebooks. They worked so much that even if they stopped writing tomorrow, they still would have drawn more from their own imaginations than most people ever will. All of them except Brian. When the rest of the class was on their third or fourth polished poem, Brian was still plodding through his first line. He stared at the blank page like it was a plate of raw vegetables. A couple times, I wanted to ask him why he was there. But then, I saw the way he looked at Mariana. His first piece confirmed it a love poem extolling the beauty of a girl who he insisted wasn't in this class. Someone from his old school. A girl named cleverly Ariana. And when he read the piece in class, throats cleared, eyebrows lifted, and every head swiveled in Mariana's direction. The most beautiful girl in the room. His secret was out, and he knew it. The other students begged me for chances to read out loud, but Brian never read in class again. I didn't force him. I just had him write. And I didn't care if it was only two or three lines at a time or if anyone ever heard it. We'd add a few words, take one away, add, take away, add, until he had it. A poem in ten lines. A real one this time. An extended metaphor about cocoons and how the terror belonging to the creatures inside them is the price of their freedom. Mr. Perez, he asked, I don't think it makes sense. Is it any good? When you teach poetry to 12-year-olds, sometimes you gotta lie. But reading his piece, this wasn't one of those times. I told him as much knowing that tomorrow was the student poetry reading, an event I host for every class I teach, the one time each year the gym is packed for something other than basketball games or dare assemblies. Under normal circumstances, Brian would rather break dance over shattered glass than share original verse with his assembled peers. But Mariana's going to be there. At soundcheck, Brian's pacing backstage, paper wadded in his hands. I have given him five pep talks in the last ten minutes alone. The time comes, and I announce his name to a full auditorium. He takes the stage in front of 300 kids. He unfolds his poem, looks at me, looks at the page, leans into the mic, opens his mouth, and says... I'm sorry, everybody, 
I can't do this. He walks off stage. And I'm about to go back on, trying to think of something to say to the audience, some way to damage control Brian's failure away. But as we pass backstage, he can't even look at me, and I freeze. I see him quietly fall apart in a way that means he will never do this again. I catch myself, wishing he had never written a thing, thinking it's worse to find your truth and leave it than to never have it at all. I tell him, it takes courage to know when poetry is private. Your poem's good, and it's going to stay good whether everyone in this room applauds it or you take it to your grave. I walk back on stage, and I don't remember what I said to the audience. Probably, sorry, probably, thank you, probably, that's showbiz, folks. But before I dismiss them, I see their eyes move off of me to some other target on stage. I turn, Brian's back, standing beside me. Mr. Perez, he says, I think I'm ready to read. That's the power of a real teacher. That is how you do it. David Perez, ladies and gentlemen. David Perez, he continues to teach and is the author of the poetry collection Love in the Time of Robot Apocalypse. Find out more at thedavidperez.com or on our website, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Jamie DeWolf and Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.